This is a very, very important week in our lives as um, events leading up to the crucifixion, the burial, and the glorious resurrection of Jesus Christ. And in Hebrews chapter 12, very familiar verses, but it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. You have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. He then goes on and talks some more about the chastening of the Lord. But tonight, in preparation for this week, we want to look in particular... At verse 3, he sets the stage, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. And and he likens it that we are running a race. And uh, picture, if you would, that we are in this stadium. And in this stadium are this great cloud of witnesses that have already run the race. We're the ones on the playing field now, so to speak. And he exhorts us that as we run this race, lay aside every weight, every sin that that will weigh us down, that will hinder us from running, and to make sure that we're looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. And in verse 3 then, it says, consider him. This is the only place that this word consider is used in the New Testament. It means to specifically um, calculate, to specifically uh, turn your focus toward and to reflect on his example. To understand what he has gone through on our behalf. And, and really what we are urging you to do in specific manner this week to specifically zero in and consider him. On the back table, we have for every day of the week um, a Bible reading passage each day from Psalms and then from the Gospels and, um, and then one... And for next Sunday from 1 Corinthians 15. We want us collectively as a church to consider Him and ask God to give us a renewed 
understanding of what he went through on our behalf. And not only this week, so I urge you to pick this up and to take, in addition to your normal Bible reading, to to turn your focus and say, God, help me to see this with a fresh spirit, with a renewed heart and a renewed mind. Help me truly to consider you. But you notice he says, Consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. We won't ask for a raise of hands, but I'm sure every one of us have had various times where we have been wearied in the battle, in the life, where our faith has maybe grown weak and we're ready to faint. And the exhortation that he gives is to consider him. And I just want to mention tonight real quickly, consider him when you're facing opposition. No matter what opposition you may face, we have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And no matter what opposition you may face, consider him. And the opposition that we may face pales in comparison to what he endured. Consider him when you are misunderstood or mocked or maligned or slandered. It is, I understand, it is no fun to be falsely accused. It is no fun to be misunderstood. It is no, there is no delight in being slandered. And it happens in life. But rather than throw a pity party, consider him. Think about how he was misunderstood. This is God in the form of man. And they said, he is the devil. He is of Beelzebub. Talk about misunderstood. And all the accusations and the slander and and everything, we will never, no matter what we may experience in this life, we will never experience what he has experienced when it comes to being misunderstood. Consider him when life seems unfair. You know, there's a lot of things in life that are not fair. And growing up, I don't know how many times our kids heard us say, well, life isn't fair. That's not fair. Oh, I hate that saying. That's not fair. It's not supposed to be fair. If it was fair, we'd all be the same height. We'd all look the same. We'd all have the same experience. Life isn't fair. Duh. But we think something happens and we see why. they It went well for them. Life isn't fair. Consider him the next time you think life isn't fair. He should have been welcomed. He should have been well received. Talk about not fair. He came unto his own and his own received him not. And the next time you're tempted, that's not fair. That guy at work got the promotion and I didn't. Oh, well. Consider him. The next time 
things go wrong, and they will go wrong. Consider him. You are striving against sin. We talked last Sunday night about suffering. Just the curse brings suffering. It is a battle. It is a warfare. That's why he said to Timothy, Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, and things will go wrong. But consider him. And understand what he went through. This is why we're in this warfare. He paid the ultimate price. He paid the ultimate sacrifice. So we could be in this warfare. So that we could have everlasting life. When things go wrong, consider him. When life seems unfair, I'm jumping around here and they're wondering where I'm at, okay? When the burden seems too great. I just can't take any more. Let me ask you this. Have you sweat drops of blood yet? Consider him. He sweat drops of blood for us. When he prayed in the garden. And admittedly, there comes, I'm not minimizing, there comes burdens that crush us. That we honestly, I cannot go on any further. Corey Tenboom, who lived through the horrors of the Nazi concentration camps and and saw up front and personal the inhumane acts that mankind can do to one another, she said, If you look at the world you will be distressed. If you look within you will be depressed. But if you look at Christ, you will find rest. That's consider Him. Consider Him when you are are crushed to where you can't go any further. Consider Him. And you will find rest. The aspect when you feel the burden is too great, when things go wrong, when you are weary and want to quit, Again, we won't raise, ask for a raise of hands, but we're naive to think, oh, I've, I've never wanted to quit. I've never wanted to throw in the towel. The Lord Jesus Christ said, Lord, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. We're here tonight because Christ never quit. And he said, it is finished. And when you're tempted to quit, don't look at the circumstances. Don't look at others. You look at others and, and you're bound to be depressed. And if that doesn't depress you, go look in the mirror. That ought to depress you. I'm sorry, I'm not calling you ugly. But I, I mean, look at yourself. And as Corey Ten Boom said, you will be distressed when you look at your own heart. But when we look at Christ, the beauty of Christ, the love of Christ, the character of Christ, when motivation is needed, consider Him. 
when when I wrestled in high school, my brother just older than I got me interested in wrestling. And he was he was in college and wasn't able to attend very many meets. But when he was there, I had all the motivation I needed. Consider Christ. That ought to give us all the motivation that we need to look at Christ and consider him and realize you're the one that got me into this. You're the one that, I don't mean that bad, I mean that good. You're the one that has given me life. I do not want to run in vain. I do not want you to be disappointed in me. And if you lack motivation, the problem is we haven't considered him enough. Consider him, we'll just wrap it up, always. You know, our problems are we're we're not looking unto Jesus. We're not considering him. And I, I, I trust you will take personal and serious and let this just be the beginning, this sheet of Scripture passages um, to read this week to make the life of Christ something that you put in front of you and that you consider. And when it comes to us meeting Thursday night to focus on the cross Whether you get something out of it will not depend on the music or the preaching. It will depend on if you've been considering Christ. And I'll tell you what, this could be the best resurrection week that you've ever had if you spend time considering Him. To quiet yourself, to put away some things so that I am going to consider you. Let this just be the beginning. This is not an exhaustive list of ways that we can consider. This is just a little sample, a little a little bite, so to speak. But he said, consider him lest you be wearied and faint. Honestly, and the things in this world are very, very wearying. The battle is very taxing. But we need not faint when we consider Him. And considering Him empowers us. Considering Him um, revitalizes and strengthens us and makes all the difference in the world. And any time that we feel that we cannot go on or facing opposition that seems too great for us. It's like a warning light on the dash that says, Consider Him. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Consider Him. You notice it says in verse 2, Who for the joy that was set before Him... Here was the joy. He knew He would be at the right hand of the Father. He knew that he would have finished what the Father has said. And so he considered that. That took him through the Garden of Gethsemane. It took him through the crucifixion, the three days and three nights in the tomb, and then the joy. Man, can you imagine that joy as he walked out of that tomb? Man, oh man. I mean, there has been nothing like it. But he just quietly walked out. 
I mean, there's no. He just walked out like he'd been there before. They say, don't celebrate. Act like you've been there before. Act like you've been in the end zone before. You know what I mean? He knew that was the joy that was set before him. So he had his eye on the future. He endured the suffering, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, and he despised the shame. They shamed him. He was nailed with the sinners. But he feared and trusted in God, not man. What man said about him didn't matter. What the Father said about him did matter. And the reality, if we would consider that and consider him more, it would change our lives. Heavenly Father, forgive us, forgive me for considering circumstances and people and problems in the world and not considering you. And Lord, I pray that this week we would be brought to a renewed awareness of the work that you did on our behalf. And Lord, I pray that our hearts would be renewed in a love for you. I pray that we would have a strengthening of our faith as we consider you. And Lord, I pray that it wouldn't be something just this week, but Lord, that we would live our eyes, our lives with our eyes looking unto you, who is the author and finisher of our faith. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, is turn your eyes upon Jesus. Is